500 vehicles to sell, 500 ways to save. One month only at Phil Penny Mitsubishi during May Memorial Month. Now through May 31st, we will accept your credit application. A $200 down payment and a $350 a week paycheck can get you a new Mitsubishi. Don't forget, every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty. You can win 5000 with our 5K test drive giveaway. Visit PhilPennyMitsubishi.com. To qualify buyers on approved credit, warranty valid through 10-year ownership on new vehicles only. One entry per household per month. Must be 21 with valid driver's license and insurance. See dealer for details. Shut up and sit down. walking and talking was to never ever let the truth get in the way of a good story. So anytime there's a story told in my family, you can almost guarantee that sixty percent of it is absolute fiction. I mean and honestly, the funnier it is, the less likely it is to be true. And when you come from a very large southern family like I do, <clears throat> you can sit down with a relative that is, under normal circumstances, the most honest person you could talk to. They give back change if they get too much. They, you know, I, I have an aunt. She actually went through her receipt once because she realized she had um, not paid for, she got four cans of corn or something and only paid for three and she actually went back to the grocery store and paid for that can of corn even though it wasn't her fault that she'd actually accidentally stole this can of corn so you can get someone like that who's just genuinely honest and then you sit down beside them at a family event and they proceed to tell you a story and you know you know that this person is making shit up and it is Always so amazingly funny. Sometimes something terrible and tragic will happen in our family. And 10, 15 years down the road, it is um, this terrible, terrible event has been incorporated into a extremely funny story that the whole family will tell you. And I, you know, I have a cousin who is, um, frankly, one of the best storytellers um, that I know. She's, um, she's amazing. She can make you pee your pants just, just laughing because she is fucking hilarious. And her and my cousin Stan were close as children. And, um, I was uh, not as close to her as I was to him, but she was closer to him than I was, if you get my meaning. They uh, spent more time together. And so it's always really um, interesting to hear a story from her point of view and then to hear it from his point of view because somewhere in the middle of that, you've gotten about 50% of what actually happened. And the rest of it is pure fiction. And it's 
it's amazing. It is it is so funny to be a part of such a big family like that, and every single one of them is just a big old liar when it comes to being entertaining. And you can uh, go to dinner to any of my relatives' um, uh, house, and you can hear the same event told from 15 different points of view, and not a single one of those stories will match. And it is funny. I once told my cousin Stan that I was going to write a book, and I was going to tell the same story from the perspective of 15 different people, because that's what can happen in my family. You know, my uncle uh, gets a flat tire on the side of the road, right? So, okay, that's what actually happens. But he'll get picked up by hillbillies. He'll get picked up by a beautiful woman in a Corvette. That will be his story to tell, not anybody else's. Um, He'll get arrested for um, being a vagrant, which is always my grandpa's favorite thing to say when, when he would tell a story, is that it guaranteed if he was telling you a story, someone was going to get arrested during the story, even if it was him. Oh, if he actually got arrested as often as he said he did, he would have spent his entire life in the state penitentiary. I, just, just stuff like that. I mean, it's just amazing. So the thing is, is I grew up in this in, in this environment, so I do tend to um, do it myself. I uh, uh, tell exaggerations, and I um, I just to you know sometimes. Something will happen, and my mother is terrible. She says some of the most terrible things. And sometimes she says something terrible in a moment when I would never in a million years want her to open her mouth, right? And so I'll put it on Twitter because it sounds really funny to you guys. But when I was in it, it was not funny. It was terrible, you know, because she says things that she should not say. She should not say. But then all old people do, you know. And I was in my kitchen earlier, and my husband was being fussy because he has a day off. And that's what he does when he has a day off. He's fussy. I can already see the old man he's going to be, and it's already so much Fun. He's going to be the meanest old asshole in our whole neighborhood, and I am so looking forward to it. I I can't even wait. I can't wait. Because, obviously, I'll have the best fucking stories to tell when I go visit my family. <laughs> even if I have to make up half of it. kitchen and we're making sub sandwiches for lunch and I had gotten honey maple ham because I like honey maple ham. Well, cop provider does not like honey maple ham. He doesn't. He doesn't like any kind of sweet meats. It pissed him off that I bought it even though I got him smoked turkey, which is his favorite, right? So he, you know, yeah, he's been, yeah, he's been bitchy since the Super Bowl. Let's not bring it up. Let's not discuss it. It was a day of mourning. 
That was – I'm not a football fan, and I have to say that the last five minutes of that game was some super fucked up shit. I don't even begrudge him his fury, not even, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Anyway, <clears throat> that was some dumb shit. So, he's bitching about my ham. But he doesn't have to eat, right? And he's on and on and on. And I just held up my finger and I did to him something that my grandmother did to my grandfather when I was very young. And I remember this specifically. And it came out of my mouth. And this is what happened. I held up my hand and I said, pause. And his mouth dropped open, which was great. It's great, great. And I said, do you really want to hoe that row? And he looked at me, and he went, nope. <laughs> and turned around and walked out of the kitchen. Came back for his sandwich, though. Do you really want to row, to, um, to hoe that row? And that's what my grandmother would say to my grandfather when she wanted him to shut the fuck up. Do you really want to hoe that row? Do you want to reap what you're about to sow? Keep talking, motherfucker, which is basically what she was saying. Keep talking. Keep talking. It's it's going to be bad, talking. And in my family, that is often the case. I've <laughs> I've watched members of my family um, sort of kind of dig a hole and just talk themselves into a nuclear-level argument where there was no argument left to be had. Or so you would think. I have a pair of aunts who haven't spoken to each other since 1967. I'm not making this up. This is the truth. Why haven't they spoken since 1967? No one knows. It's not a secret. It's not some big dark secret they're keeping from the rest of us. They don't know why they aren't speaking. They're not sure if they ever knew why they aren't speaking. They just aren't. And it's not going to change. We staged an intervention in 1983. I was quite young. And this is when the entire family discovered that not only did no one, that no one at the time knew what they were arguing about, but even they didn't know what they were arguing about. And it wasn't like maybe they forgot. I don't know. At that point, it had been 20-something, almost 20 years. But even acknowledging that neither one of them remembered why they were fighting did not change the fact that they were fighting. This is especially hilarious since they're both living with my cousin, um, who's very super, super patient. So both these old ladies are in their 80s. And they don't speak to each other. And they live in the same house. I repeat that. They they have lived in the same house for five years and they do not speak to each other. It is amazing. They are, however, Facebook friends. 
and they do bitch at each other on Facebook, and that is the most amazing shit you can see. Oh, you know, honestly, if I didn't value my privacy, I would tell you guys all of my family's names so you could friend them, so you could watch this bullshit unfold. It is amazing. Amazing. So this is the family I come from. So it's not really, it's no surprise that um, every day is a little bit of drama for me, and I kind of seek it out. You know, I kind of seek out drama, and um, I people watch, and I I peek on my neighbors. My husband laughingly calls me Gladys Kravitz. Um, he totally means it, though. He totally means it. I am I am the Gladys Kravitz of my neighborhood. And if you don't know who that is, look it up on YouTube. Um, she was Samantha on Bewitches. On Bewitched, there was this nosy-ass neighbor, and her name was Gladys. And um, she was always spying on Samantha, trying to figure out what the hell was going on over there. And I don't blame her, because if I had a witch living on my street, I would be all in her business, too. Because, hello. Azor says that she comes from a family of insane assholes. My family, some of them are crazy and some of them are assholes. But we rarely have a crazy asshole. And there is a difference, and I do know where you're coming from there. Um, But I am nosy, and I do pay attention to my neighbors, and I do um, call my family when something fucked up happens in my neighborhood to tell them, you know, oh, you won't believe what my neighbor did. (laughs) It's always amazing. But it would be like... So much fun to in, to invite one of my readers to a family reunion and to have them sit down with like 15 different people that I'm related to and have that person that I'm related to tell you the same story because it wouldn't be the same story. Even though they all got it from one source, they've all put their spin on it. So by the time you hear it from the 15th person, it's gone from a fender bender to an eighteen pile, an eighteen car pileup. I mean, it's just it's amazing. It is amazing what what uh, the uh, the well of um, creativity that I spring from, and I do, you know, because in general these people are very um, honest, uh, upstanding civic-minded citizens, and yet, as I said, we've all been taught to not let a uh, little thing like the truth get in the way of a good story. And I titled this um, radio show uh, what I did, which is uh, Every Writer is a Liar, because it's true. And I'll tell you something else. The best liars I've ever met were writers, The best lie I was ever told, it was thorough and complete, and I totally bought it, came from a writer. A writer can make you believe the most fictional bullshit possible. Sometimes when you're reading something, you think, and you wonder what exactly exactly this comes from where does this develop um and you want to believe 
you want to believe their story, you know, that, that their story is true, you deeply, deeply, deeply wish you would get your Hogwarts letter. You're waiting, hoping the door will open and Gandalf will take you on an adventure when you turn 50. You you want to believe. You want to immerse yourself in a story and 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 take it for your own and live it. And when you find an author who can deliver that, when you find an author who can pull you in, who makes you so invested, so invested that you peek into wardrobes hoping hoping it's more than just clothes hanging there. You it's just it's an amazing journey as a reader when when you can find a writer who pulls you in to their lie, to their fictional world and you don't want to leave. You don't want to go. So Every writer is a liar, and we all want to believe. And the best lie you tell is the one that everyone wants to believe is true. Everyone who reads, who considers themselves a true Harry Potter fan, desperately wishes magic was real. Wishes magic was for real. And it it's awesome. It's amazing to live in such a um, world that we do that we're exposed to all this beautiful imagery and you can dig deep. Me and my husband <laughs> argued today about Star Trek and Star Wars. And we got so deep in it that <laughs> It was like we were talking about real people. And this is actually kind of what kind of inspired this radio show. We were talking about what would happen if the Federation and the Empire had a fight. And I said, well, if the universe is actually literally collided and Star Wars characters and Star Trek characters were brought together, the Empire would get their ass kicked because they wouldn't just be fighting the, the Federation. Because there's no way in hell that the Cardassians and the... Uh, uh, the Klingons will be subject to the Empire. They would kick the Emperor's ass. Absolutely not. That's not going to happen. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> the Klingons, the Romulans, none of them are going to bow down to the Emperor. None of them. So you have the Federation, the Jedi, the Romulans, the Klingons, the Cardassians, the Dominion, none of them are going to bow down. So they're all going to bound, bind up together. Well, you know, Q caused it. Q definitely is the reason the universe has collided. So, yeah, definitely. So anyway, we've argued about this all afternoon. And um, it's just what we did. That, that's how we spent our evening. <coughs> but you do in, invest yourself in... Um, in a really good story. (laughs) 
dominions, of course. Um, you invest yourself in a world and a story, and and that's what happens, um, and that's how fandoms are born. That investment, that emotional investment that you have in the story and in the characters, you don't want to let go of it. So when we reached the end of Harry Potter and, and we had all of our books, um, and most of us had torn the epilogue out, <laughs> the last one and thrown it away for whatever reason you had, for whatever reason you had, um, we were done. But 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 we couldn't be done, you know, and um, we just couldn't be finished with it. And that's why Star Trek, even when there was no movies, there was no TV shows, um, and there were just books that weren't even connected to each other. The fandom never died. The Sentinel, which was on the air for barely three years and hasn't been on the air for a fuck-long time, the fandom's still here because they didn't want to let go of the Sentinel. They didn't want to let go of Harry Potter, so they don't. So you don't let go, and you keep playing with it, and you keep reading stories, and you keep hoping for more. And I was reading my some Stargate stuff today because I got a little nostalgic for it. Um, so Lightyear says the last episode of The Sentinel was in 1999. And it is still being crossed over with other fandoms because you can't let go. You can't let go. Because sometimes something, an idea is um, contagious. It's infectious. And it kind of sinks into you and, and, and you can't let go of it. And that's what happens in, in fandom, and, and that's why you have cliches, that's why you have tropes, that's why I got more Cabbage Patch Baby Story earlier in the week. It was great. I loved it. I cried. Um, <clears throat> and that's why, that's just why we're all here. That's why we're all here, um, because we're taken in. We're taken in by somebody else's lies and um, their storytelling and um, their tall tales and their fabrications, and and we want to believe. And the best lie you're ever told is the one you desperately want to believe is real. <coughs> Sorry. Lady Holder, you're on the Hello. air. Hello. What are you doing? Um, I was noshing my way through through dinner, so thank you for talking it. Let me eat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ice pirates. I have no idea when that thing came out, but apparently it was horribly. Um, uh, Varys was act, uh, was asking when a movie came out, um, and a completely. Um, The, the 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 oh god 1984 
Holy hell. Um, <laughs> yeah, that one, we if I remember right, we both commented that we actually did like that thing. It's a Z-grade movie that is moving fast towards the negative. But it is so much I love fun. Ice Pirates. I fucking mm-hmm. love Ice Pirates. I don't care what anybody says. Me too. Does. Me too. You know what else I fucking I mean, love? I fucking love Crawl. Oh, I really? I love it. I don't think I ever watched that I love one. it. 1983. Crawl. Oh, Crawl, by the way. Crawl. Crawl. I fucking love it. It's terrible. I don't care. I uh. fucking love it. Enemy Mine. I loved Enemy Mine. Oh, a great movie. That one, I mean, um, that one was so, God, that, that, that was one of the best. I mean, it's a science fiction movie that, it made you think, and it was you mean just enemy mind, so. Right? Yeah, enemy mind. Not crawl, crawl. You're watching the scenery. <laughs> I no, um, not really. But yeah, crawl was awesome. Trouble, I fucking love crawl. Yeah, big trouble in Little China. Did you ever watch that one? I did. It's a Kurt Russell movie. It had Kim Cattrall yes, in it. it is. Um, yes, it is. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> massive, massive Z grade movie. All right, but, but I also loved the last Starfighter. Oh yes. Am the, I the, the only one who who watched the last Starfighter and then immediately started playing no. video games? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You are, oh my you god! Are I have to. Okay, I didn't watch video or I didn't play video games, but I did watch Last Starfighter, and I I was sitting in in a chair and pretend to be, you know, in in that pilot seat. It was just so fabulous, and my folks didn't. I have wanted the, to be the, recruited. The video game things. Yes, Lady Hawk. Here's another one. Do you realize, by the way, all of these are stories. All of these are. Um, Movies that, when they came out, not not all of them were the greatest things in the in the world. Um, they weren't the the ones that were the big money makers, but they stuck around in our collective consciousness consciousness because they've got that hook. That I mean, they, some of them are so bad they're good. Others are just they're fun. They're interesting. Epic. They have something that's cool. Yes. You know, because everyone um, wanted to be recruited by the Star League. Everyone yes. wanted to be recruited by the Star League. I mean, because, hello, just like we all wanted a Hogwarts letter, we all want Gandalf to show up to take us on an adventure, and we all wanted to be recruited by the Star League. <laughs> because, hello, mm-hmm. and that is... I did once send Jilly an email where I said greetings Starfighter or 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 something very similar to it. And um she yeah, she was um very tickled. Very tickled. I love Night of the Comet. I fucking love that movie. It's so cheesy and terrible. You do realize that, that Chicote is in that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Return to Witch yeah. Mountain. Oh yeah. <laughs> Red Sonia was that was one that that took a little bit to to figure out when I was a kid, but I loved the sword fighting. I really I enjoyed that, was... that movie. 
Um, when I didn't understand what happened to her. Yeah. I tend to fast forward through the first ten minutes. When I realized what had happened to her, that um, she was gang raped, mm-hmm. um, and then um, yeah. later on, the entire movie is basically one big Arnold's going to get laid joke. It kind of ruined the movie for me. Hmm. I can understand that. I was there was a point in time where I had a very serious sword and sorcery um, thing, and I watched a lot of movies where I watched people. Oh, sword, sword movies. Sorry, if you if you mention that, you cannot not mention Highlander. I fucking the original love the Highlander. original Highlander. The original Beastmaster, amazing. Yes, yes. Those those two definitely win for for. I never was a fan of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I'm sorry. I have to admit that I enjoyed Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I really did. Okay. Um, Highlander (coughs) is... Oh, I just (coughs) adore Highlander. Let's see. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. For just sheer the original Clash of the Titans, amazing. Uh, cheesy. Very, very cheesy. I know. Um, That's the best part. It's, it's so good. I love it. Do you remember um, the 1970s uh, one of of um, The Three Musketeers? Yes. Mm-hmm. Although I'm extremely fond of The Three Musketeers with Oliver Platt. Me too. Oh, me too. I, you know, you know what though? Here's the thing. I don't normally find Oliver Platt attractive, but in the Three Musketeers, <laughs> he did it for me. He, yeah, he. I don't even know what it was. Uh, the only other movie I've ever uh-huh. found him remotely attractive in was Lake Placid. Okay. Because he was terrible, and apparently I like terrible. I don't. Uh, Apparently. Um, hmm. Oh yes, the three mus- I've got I've got the three musketeers from the seventies with, you know, some very beautiful people in it playing some not so beautiful roles. You know. Um and that was that was definitely one of the fun ones. It helped spark the whole love of, of sword and sorcery movies. Dune, My favorite line in Lake Placid is when Oliver Platt picks up the toe and says, is this your friend? <laughs> That's not right. And the sheriff says, he was taller. <laughs> it's so terrible. It's so fucking terrible, okay? I can't even help. That's is this your right. friend? Oh, my God. It was, oh, it's terrible. Oh, I can't help myself. Yes, you can. You're not bothering. <sighs> Let's see. I, oh, too, enjoyed one. Earth Girls Are Easy. <laughs> that was, um... Damn it, I forget oh, the name. Wolf. I forget who was in well, the, the movie with Michelle Pfeiffer and the werewolves, that was Wolf, wasn't it? 
I don't know. Had, I don't um, remember that one. Uh, um, Did-um-did-um? God, his name fell out of my head. Uh, okay. Jack. Maybe not Jack. people, they'll find it. Jack. Jack Nicholson. Wolf. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That was a really um, good movie. Um, super intense. Uh-huh. I don't want that one to be true. <laughs> yeah. By the way, another one that I really liked, just for the, the sheer beautifulness of the, the of the whole story, it as horrible as it is, Last of the Mohicans. What? Do you remember that one? Last of the Mohicans. You broke you broke up a little bit. Are you far from <laughs> your um, um, cell phone? Not anymore. Last of the Mohicans <laughs> with Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, God, when he tells her, I'll come for you, I'll find you, stay alive, yes. I'll find Oh, God, it just tears your heart out, doesn't it? But not as yes. much as the part where the end. Yes, the little girl. And he falls over the waterfall, and she jumps after him. Oh. Uh-huh. God, yeah. it, it it just and, tears your fucking she, heart out. It's so... And oh. she looks at that bastard the entire way, and he's just like, eh. I mean, really? I, I I think the first time I saw the scene where, you know, what's-his-face got it and, and died, my, I mean, my hands were up going, woo, you know, as this guy's getting, you know, killed. It was good times. Good times, you know. I, I was very happy. Sometimes <laughs> some guy people guy. need to be killed extra hard. Oh, yeah. And resurrected and done again. Um. Isn't it the scene where that one guy gets burned alive? I mean, isn't there a scene in that movie where there's some guy that gets burned alive? Or he dies from Oh, her? yes. Yes. And yeah. it's actually the, one it of the actors a, who died this past year. It just rips your heart out. Just Just rip it out. I accidentally yep. watched, I don't know where this asshole got this from, but I was on YouTube, and they actually had footage in this YouTube video of the last movie of Feely being beheaded. What? Somebody's beheaded in this video, and it looked like Feely, it might have been Keely, I don't know. Uh-uh. And Thorn is screaming, and I'm like, what? What the fuck? I can't believe this person put this in a video. Oh, my God. I. And that's when I took on some feelings, but I stood up. <laughs> and I repeat, I'm actually, yeah, no, um, it's, it's, it's bad what happened. Yeah, in the book, Keely and Feely no both, that, um, by, um. In in the book, Keely and Feely both die badly. There, there's no way around that. They both die very badly. Um, <clears throat> but hmm. it looked like him. It it looked like uh, Feely hmm. in the video. It's um, yeah. I'm not real interested in reading the books because, I mean, it's already bad enough that I've watched the movies. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to find this video because I want to know who it was that actually got beheaded. I mean, um, <clears throat> my mother cussed me out again because she watched the other two movies on my, YouTube, on my 
Amazon account. I'm not like, stop watching them. Yeah, she can't help herself. <clears throat> Who oh, are you to criticize? Like, how did you watch those? Like, mm. V freaked me out. I don't want V freaked to be me crude. Out too. Me either. I freak. I mean, I, I I think it was the scene where she ate a, uh, a rat that got me so so freaked out. I just I couldn't watch the rest of the damn thing. Oh no God, no! Diana, when they scratched the skin off, yeah, it was Diana. It, that, when they scratched the skin off, and you realize they were just walking around with skin over lizard skin. That's because see, that's the kind of thing I don't want to be true. I don't believe we're alone in the universe. There have to be other species out there. It would be an extreme vanity to assume we are the only life, the only intelligent life in the universe, which is fucking. You realize there's about a billion people enormous. on the planet that actually are that are that vain. It's stupid. It is stupid. We are not the only life in the universe. We are not the only intelligent life in the universe. Period. Period. Yeah, we're not. But I don't want. I firmly believe there are like maybe like one or two reasons that they don't come here. One, it would be an absolute waste of resources. Because we had we had nothing to offer, or two evangelicals. They've gotten a hold of some of our radio signals that have left the planet, and they're afraid of us for good reason because we're fucked up. That's a distinct possibility. We are fucked up. The fact of the matter is, all those alien invasion video uh, movies where they talk about them coming to call our resources. The fact oh. is, is that intergalactic, or even inter, like even traveling from one solar system to another, is extremely expensive. It's at a huge amount of resources. No matter how you figure that out, it is a huge amount of resources. They're not going to come here for food because they would have to have a whole bunch of food to get here. Mm-hmm. They would come here to conquer for economic reasons. So I don't buy them coming here to eat us. I come. I, I see them coming here to strip the the planet bare of every resource on the planet. By the way, it's not Feely. It's not Keely. It's um, it is. It's, it's no, it's not. Is it if his I brother? Remember correctly, it's his father. Cause that it's in a is, battle. In, I thought his... In, yeah, it's, in, it's, it's the battle at Moria Gates. It can't be and his father because his father lived after Moria and gave Gandalf the map. Or grandfather. Beg pardon. Grandfather because the... Grandfather. Yeah. Now, Joe's saying it's Baron. It's the brother. It might be it might be Farron, but um Either way, it's yeah, fucking terrible. Yeah. It was so upsetting. Yeah, I don't remember. So Joe's saying it's a blonde head, so it's Farron. Okay. I believe that. Okay. I see I thought it was Feely because it was a blonde head. So um, no, because yeah. it was a blonde head. Right. And and Thorin reacted so emotionally to Violently. it. It had to be mm, Someone that he was related to, so it makes sense to do that, that it was his brother. By the way, we've already been requested politely-ish to make sure that at least in one story, Farron actually makes it to adulthood. 
I know I saw that. <clears throat> yeah. But see, that doesn't make any sense that it that in the movie that it was Thor because he's supposed. Um, okay, I, maybe okay, it was it it's, uh, it can't be Thrain because Thrain survives that. Mm-mm. It's um, it's um, Thor and son of of Thrain. Thrain, Thrain, Thrain of survives Thor the Battle of Moria. Guy. Mm-hmm. Thor is the grandfather, and okay, so they're saying he was beheaded. It cannot be Thrain, because Thrain survived the Battle of Moria. <clears throat> so it's Grandpa. And the grandfather dies. It's Grandpa who dies. And Thrain um, is presumed dead, but not really dead. He's he just he disappeared. And it's Thor who is the grand uh, is his grandfather. So <clears throat> anyway, it was so terrible video. It was yeah. a terrible video to watch because the mm-hmm. implication was that it yeah it was some excellent editing yeah. on their part. Um, and I tripped on some feelings, but I got right back up. <laughs> and my question and still I, stands. I thought you got those things surgically removed. No, no. If only. Mhm. Okay. Oh, the battle at Moria. That is just, yeah. That's a horrific one. By the way, did it, has anybody read the story? And I can't. I, I'll have to find my search my history to find it. But there's a story where um, Theron survived the Battle of Moria because he got captured and managed to keep some people alive. And they eventually go and get rescued by Bilbo, who is a founder in the Shire and. They are a lot more deadly in this particular story than they probably are in, or at least what what Tolkien thought they were in. The life of me, I can't remember the name of the story. So, apparently somebody found it. I hope. There have been two links posted, so I'm not sure which the links are. Three links. Yeah, there. We'll find out. Mr. Underhill. Yes, Shadow of the Shire, yes. Uh, yeah, I think, yep, this is it. Mr. Underhill. It's um, it's a hell of a nice story. It's not, um, it's not easy to read sometimes, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, and and no, they do not work for Sauron. <laughs> um, I uh, there is one where the hobbits secretly work for Sauron. I never said there wasn't. Yeah, but in this story they don't. Oh. <clears throat> well, if he could be Frodo, Senna, he can be yours too. Or was it more Sam's? 
I would say, maybe. Since Sam's the true story of Lord of the Rings, <laughs> or the true hero. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But that's all perspective, uh-huh. because Frodo told the Lord of the Rings, if Sam had written the Lord of the Rings, Mr. Frodo would be the hero. Who's to say he didn't go back and edit <laughs> and make it a little bit more heroic? Absolutely. I totally agree, um, Senna. Um, Senna says in the chat room that Frodo was in love with Sam. And I totally mm-hmm. believe that. Yeah, that is um, definitely my headcanon, that, that Frodo was in love with Sam. And um, it's and also, I think Elijah Wood totally shifted. Because he, looked at the, he looks at Sam throughout all three of the movies with this indulgent, beautiful love. I mean, he just looks at him with so much mm-hmm. love. And there's no way that um, Elijah Wood wasn't shipping it. <laughs> he totally shipped it. <clears throat> you know... The cat decided to join me right this instant. The only good thing is his dinner's mostly done, so I don't have to share with him. Um, Peter Jackson is a horrible, evil, nasty man who provides us lots and lots and lots of shipping material, and I think he does it deliberately because he wants to see how many fans he can tie in a knot. So, yes, Leggy wasn't trying to fuck trees. Redheaded dwarfs, but <laughs> not trees. Oh, God. Somebody has a, and I read it today, um, somebody has a, um, a, a, a fix-it where, <laughs> where instead of, um, oh, I think I put it, no, wait a second, I was reading it, yes, last night where instead of Thorne and Keely and Feely dying, it was uh, Bilbo who unfortunately died in the, in the battle. And 12 years later, um, Gandalf is wandering by Bree and hears something and looks over and finds a wee little hobbit lad who looks up at him, and it's Bilbo. And it's one of those where... Um, I read it and I, I sniffled at it because it, it's very, very cute. It's actually Bilbo Keeley as a combo. And um, for the love of God, I don't know if that's <laughs> – if, if Jilly's put it up, she's, she's just damn good. Um, but it is so funny because one of the things that poor little Bilbo asks is if um, – Legolas and Gimli were going to get together and have babies like Cormelia and, and uh, Drogo. And <laughs> he asked this of Gandalf, who said, you know, I don't know. You need to ask Loin. And he was trying to arrange it so that way he'd be there when that happened. 
Yes, this was it. The reverse of, of Bilbo Baggins by Star Timber. I don't read anything but Thorn Bilbo. I unless it's Thorn female version of Bilbo. I can't help myself. No. I I sometimes I develop an OTP I'm coming into a fandom and mm-hmm. once I have that OTP I can't deviate. It makes me deeply uncomfortable to deviate. And Keely mm-hmm. and Feely are like children to me. Um uh-huh. in a lot of ways. Bilbo is so much older than them mentally that I can't ship him with either one of them. The re- it, it is it is very gen um up until the end and I think the closest that they have is they mention uh shagging but there's no nothing is on screen. Okay. And yeah. everything is yeah. And it's yeah. Um That's like, you know, for Stargate my OTP is John and Rodney and I I can mm-hmm. sometimes Put them with people temporarily, which is why you know you'll there'll be background. Or when I wrote emotional clockwork, um, and John has sex with that scientist, um, it had it was actually pretty difficult to write because I don't like to write him with anybody else but Rodney. But it had plot purpose. It was about um, so I I needed that to advance, and I could have just you know. Briefly mentioned it you and that it happened without actually having the scene. But in the end, I wrote the scene, and it is probably one of the hottest sex scenes I've ever written, mm-hmm. I think. You do realize um, I'm, still, I'm still rooting for for the Rodney Miko, uh John thing that you keep teasing with. <laughs> so, but yeah, I um, I can ship Darcy with almost anybody, totally, Uh Almost. I I think Tony's too old for her. <laughs> I turn around and have no problem with Tony and Steve, but Tony's too old for Darcy. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> yeah, considering what? Darcy's physically um, potentially older than Steve, which is ridiculous. I know. I can't. I don't know what it is. It's it's a double standard. It's, it's a double standard. Um in Harry Potter, of course, I can deviate between um, um, Harry and Draco and then Harry and Hermione, and I could totally ship the, all three of them together. I would have no problem with that. Um, oh, yeah. I was rooting for that. <clears throat> so, yeah. But uh, <clears throat> I like Darcy Clint, but I think my favorite is Darcy Bruce. Mm-hmm. I love it when she tames the Hulk. <laughs> I think that's great. I love it also when Darcy is Tony's daughter. I agree. I have a start of one of, like that where um, uh, she gets kidnapped and um, and Tony goes to get her. So, um, and I think I posted that one night from the Minions in chat. Yes, I'm very <laughs> happy the high Uh huh. I Lord of the High um, Elves is definitely cool. I. Sometimes um, something just just strikes me, and I'll write mm-hmm. on it, write on it, write on it, write on it, and then um, I'll be like, hmm, and I'll step back, and then I have to figure out where I want to go with it and, and, and what I want to do with it. So um, that's where Lord of the High Elves is right now. What do I do with this? Because I did something um, contrary to my original idea. Now I have to 
percolate on the consequences of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what happens. Anyways. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, so OTPs. Um, Stephen. Um, Stephen Tony is actually my go-to pairing in um the Avengers Marvel, but it isn't a requirement. Um, Rod, John and Rodney. Done deal. Sure. I don't want to read anything different. Uh, Bilbo and Thorin. Done deal. Um. Arthur and Ames in the Inception fandom. I cannot read Arthur with Cobb, which is so funny because the first time I watched the movie, I actually thought of them as the pairing. But then the second time I watched the movie, I developed this, like, irrational kind of hatred for Cobb. And I thought to myself, you fucking asshole. You don't deserve Arthur. Oh, oh, you know, never, ever, no, no. Um, Arthur Ames. Always. You're right, Senna Cobb's a cunt. <laughs> Anyways. I don't like to read in Sentinel stories where Blair and and um Jim aren't together. I also don't like to read stories where Jim is a bad guy and he abuses Blair. And there's a lot of that in that fandom. And I realized there were a couple episodes in the original series where Jim was kind of a jerk. I get it. But jerk doesn't actually translate into abusive rapist. Mm Mm-hmm. Granted, all abusive races are jerks but not all jerks are abusive racists, uh, rapists, or racists. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, I do. I don't like to read stories where characters that are essentially good um, are turned that way. And I know that I wrote that with Sam Carter. But the thing is, is I didn't turn Sam all that much. It didn't take much. Sam is very certain of herself and very... A little twist. There's, there's a couple... It took just a little twist. Yeah, there there were a couple times in canon where, um, you know, Sam is, is, is running on about how impossible this is and how things are going and blah, 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 and what happened, why can't I do this and why can't I do that? And Daniel looks at her and goes, well, what about this? And... She goes, and everything fires, and she goes on, and she claims all the the um, all the con- congratulations because she came through in the end, and she wouldn't have gotten anywhere if the anthropologist, uh, archaeologist guy, who is in soft sciences, hadn't given her the part of the answer. You know, stellar drift, anyone? Yeah, really? one of the best. Yeah, one of the best examples of this is during the episode where that one team is stuck on the black hole planet. And they're mm-hmm. all watching the video, and Jack is sick to his stomach. I mean, you could tell he's just sick. And Carter's fascinated because they finally have a black hole on camera. And he has to point out to her that those men are being killed. Mm-hmm. Because they weren't even a consideration. 
Well, I'm willing to bet they were consideration for how does a black what would have happened with the with the human body with a black hole? Because of course, why that is she was hoping that, that to watch that part too. Yes, and that really kind of turned her off. I mean, um, turn me off her as a character, to be honest. I was like, oh. mm-hmm. You know, because it was like her humanity took a powder. So it was mm-hmm. really e- so it's easy, and it didn't take much to turn her. And like in human nature, my story that I wrote in Stargate, uh, Jennifer mm-hmm. is a bad guy. She's, um, but honestly, it didn't take much. Nope. She was already indiscreet. In canon, she was already violating doctor patient privi- um, privilege mm-hmm. left, right, and center. It was bad. So it took nothing to make you believe that she would totally have done what she did. Yep. Because she'd already demonstrated her ability to do so. Doctor patient confidentiality was violated a lot in Stargate. And doesn't I mean honestly it was violated by Carson, it was violated by Janet, it was violated by Lamb, but Keller really took the cake because she didn't seem to care. She didn't seem to notice what she was doing. And that that's a a not a good thing. So I'm not even going to comment on what's wandering through chat right now. I don't see it. What's going on? Oh, Ron Lucas. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, 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 bad, bad. Oh, the ginger, it hurts. God, I got a a complete mental image. What did he ever do to you? Uh-huh. What did I ever do to you but provide you excellent porn? How could you put that in my head? Poor Michael Fassbender. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> I ain't brain bleach. Emergency. I have an emergency. I am so good to you bitches. There was no need for that. None. <laughs> All right. So um, moving on to other things. Uh, Evil Author Day is coming up in a week and a half. It certainly is. A day. Yes. I've moved Evil Author Day from Live Journal to Facebook, and there were some um, complaints about that. Because mostly because my Facebook page is 18 or over, so you have to be logged in to view it. And that's mm-hmm. because I don't want to get kicked off Facebook for distributing porn, which can happen. And there are episode and there are excerpts on Evil Author Day that are filthy. Well, just the one right now. Mm-hmm. But there could be more in the future. And so I made my page on Facebook um, 18 and over which means it's not available to the public. You have to be logged into Facebook, and your birthday has to say that you're 18 years old, or at least 18 years old, in order for you to see it. And I'm not going to Mm -hmm. keep my mind about that, so don't ask. It's not on LiveJournal anymore, because I had it on LiveJournal, and I had it friends only. Also, because I didn't want to interfere with um, LiveJournal's TOS, 
Um, I didn't want to have to worry about it, and um, so I made it friends only. The only problem is, is I was paying for a live journal account, and they limited how many friends I could have. I was paying for it. I shouldn't have been limited. Mm. But I hit five thousand friends on um, Live Journal, and they told me I couldn't have any more. <laughs> Jesus. So I said, "Fuck all that." Uh-huh. I was paying for that shit. I shouldn't have had a limit. Now your limit when you don't pay is just a thousand. So I busted over that like a like a boss champ. Yeah, like yeah. a total boss. But. I didn't want to – I'm not going to continue to pay for something that I've been limited on. And since I can't add new friends, it's not fair to continue to put my Evil Author Day friends only on on LiveJournal. So I've moved it to Facebook, and you do have to have an account on Facebook to read. And if that's a problem, you'll just have to wait till it's finished. Mhm. Well, I know mine are on my site, um, on my Lady Holder site, because – um, I put them there, and, and I made damn certain that they were uh, pretty much e- easily available. Yeah. Well, I don't put mine on my site as a rule. Because um, I really don't like putting works in progress on my site. I mean, I have a few on there, but those are more like minion gifts than anything else. But I did get some bullshit from people. In my email, complaining about them not having Facebook and not not being able to read. Look mm-hmm. it up. Get a Facebook. It's not hard. If you don't use it for nope. anything else but to read my shit, log into it once a year and be happy. <laughs> I'm just saying. Mhm. By the way, do you realize that we have never had a picture of of uh, these? Of D's? Mm-hmm. Who would I cast? Oh, mm-hmm. no, I know you cast somebody, but there, there's, um, there apparently isn't one for, um, or from, you know, from the movies. Well, no, because they never even show her on screen. And she only got a name because mm-hmm. her son's died. She's like the only female dwarf ever given a name. Yeah, and well, she's she's given uh, a name because they have to name her in the family tree when they show it. You know, that's. But women don't get a lot of um acknowledgement. They don't get a lot of trucking. No, they don't. Tolkien was was very sparing when it came to women. It was not cool. (laughs) Yeah. There's, um... I wonder if you can use somebody else's cell phone. I suppose. I'm not giving out mine, guys. Sorry. Because we could buy a burner and mail it around. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a thought. It could be the sisterhood of the tra- 
traveling burner phone. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. There's a thought. <laughs> yeah, but if you change your phone number after you're verified, you can pass the phone around. Mhm. See. You know. But what if you're oh? What does it doesn't make any sense? Because what if you get a new cell phone number and it was somebody else's before? Your SOL. Mhm. Actually, I I kind of wonder about that because. Do you? I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna confess to, something. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to confess say, something. Go for it. Confess away. My deepest regret of the past ten years is sending Hugo back to Amazon. <laughs> Hugh, Hugh, or sending Hugh oh, back to geez. Amazon. Uh huh. Because if I only thought I'd just send him to you, and then you could take a picture of him somewhere <laughs> awesome, and then you could have passed him around, and then we could have had a whole cult of Q of of, of Hugh running around, Hugh the sex doll having an adventure. <laughs> He could have gone all the way to fucking Australia. But I sent him back to Amazon, and you know they killed him. You know they killed him. It's terrible. I know. And I deeply regret it. I did. I rejected the gift that was Hugh, and I deeply, deeply, deeply regret it. Now, see, I have two Facebook accounts, and neither one of them is my real name. Mhm. Just to be frank, actually, I have three because I do have one under my real name, but I don't use that shit for anything. I thought, I, I thought you were Kira, not Frank. Mm, that too. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be never going to happen. Says I just checked, and you can use email to sign up for Facebook now, so you can make a dummy. Gmail Yahoo account and use that. They, they don't make you go through a yeah. verification process with your cell phone. I've got three Facebook accounts and four Gmail accounts. Yeah, good times. See, here's the thing. Um, you know, Facebook they say they want accountability, but they really don't. Because they turn around and let mm-hmm. um, some terrible, terrible people do shit on Facebook that has no business. Um, I have on my on my profile that I went to Hogwarts. Okay, so they really don't care about fake accounts unless there are accounts attached to uh, drag queens. Because that's who they crack mm-hmm. down on. Let's be honest. You don't see them deleting Nora Roberts' Facebook account. Nope, and that's definitely not her real name. Right. And let's see, mine says, mine, mine by the way, says my job is annoyance re- re- uh, reducer at Stargate Command. And, yeah. Oh, apparently I also did attend Hogwarts. Yeah, for the love of God, people, do you really think that's true? And for a while there, I was living in three different countries. Mm-hmm. Well, so no, they didn't actually Colorado. crack down on fake names. They cracked down on people who were transgender 
and people who were drag queens. They cracked down stage named um, drag queens, and mm-hmm. um, it's pure discrimination because you don't see them kicking Nora Roberts off Facebook, and that's not her real name. I have in my work history that I work for the British Ministry of Magic and the Leaky Cauldron, okay? So they don't actually give a shit. Not so much, no. Let's see. Um, Unless you're a cross-dresser and, um... Well, we... Because they want you to be honest in your dealings with Facebook. And if you have nothing to hide, why haven't you used your real name? Uh-huh. Yeah, that ain't happened. They took down a picture of a woman breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. I know. So, yeah, yeah Facebook is about as genuine as I won't because. even say because it's terrible. Hey, my tits are real. <laughs> okay, yours are real. My sisters aren't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My sister's not either. Of it. Yeah, she has a set of twins. Those things are incredibly, incredibly fake. And she's very happy with them, and she's been looking at getting a new set of, of, of twins because um, it's been 13 years since she got the twins. So she has to um she has to look in look into a new set. Why? So do they expire? Why? Uh eventually I think the the uh the inserts um age out. That's scary. That's scary. Um confession, confessions. Let's, let's have confessions. Oh God, confessions! This is, this is <laughs> going to be interesting. This normally leads to I... me saying stuff I don't want to. <laughs> I I I. Oh, I, have to, I have to figure out which one's to Um, I have um one sister, uh, one stepsister, and one stepbrother. <laughs> I have the original <laughs> set of parents, and no other siblings but my one sister who has one child, a daughter, who's 17. And by oh the way... Oh, my God. Dark just said the most horrible fucking thing in the chat room. Oh. And I unfortunately oh, have oh to reboot. What did she say? That she likes Harry and Jenny. Oh, 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 Dark. Oh. <laughs> Dark, are you sure you're in the right chat room? Run, child, run, <laughs> run. Um... I have, uh, let's see, let's see what else. Um, I have four nieces and five nephews. Okay, you have more than I thought you did, because I I thought I only knew about seven. Um, (laughs) I have one niece. Oh wait, no, that's not true. If I if I count the step siblings, which I don't uh, normally okay. count because I don't like them, um, I, I actually have um, I, I like their kids. I like their kids. I just don't like them. 
Um, so it would actually be six nieces and eight nephews. Ah, okay. Um, I have just the one, and then I have, um, let's see, I, I have Internet adopted two people. Senna is one. Uh, the other is Muriel. And um, she she has a little girl who has, is just a hair over a year old. So, good time. Yeah. Oh, let's um, see. Darius hates Sirius Black with a thousand suns. Oh, the fire of a thousand suns, huh? What what class? Floating ones. The ones that are nice and you know, the, the the brown dwarf ones that are all nice and cold or the nice white hot ones? Um, let's see. Concessions. Um Hmm. The one and only Wait a second, real quick. Are we sticking this with family or are we going further afield? Because <laughs> if we're going to stick with family, um, my my grandfather on my mother's Supernova. side. Oh, that's a good one. Um, my my grandfather on my mother's side uh, got married three times. The first time he was married for almost twelve years, and they got a divorce because she was barren. The second time, wow! Yes, the second time got an annulment right after the wedding night because, as the story goes, she fell asleep. Um, I don't know what happened, but he wasn't happy. And the third time, there was a wedding, and we're not—I I think it was actually at a courthouse. And um, my grandmother was in a very smart business suit that my sister has, and. Counting the the um, fingers and figuring out when my aunt was born, we have a very strong suspicion that there was a period missed, and that's why they got married. Wow. Oh, yes. My grandfather Dark, Dark just happy. confessed to reading ridiculous. all three Fifty Shades of Grey books. You definitely are in the wrong chat room, child. <laughs> we need an intervention. That shit cannot well, happen again. On. Somebody somebody should start. And original me. Tempest confessed to almost getting married once. Really? Well, let's see. I married the guy. You're breaking up now. again. Damn it. Okay, sorry. I was engaged to a guy before, you know, I, I um, was with the, the gentleman I'm with now, and he decided that um, dipping his wick in another uh, another's garden was more fun than, than, you know, staying faithful. So that went over badly. Sandy's read all the Twilight books and seen all the movies. That's not just- <laughs> That's pretty horrible, but not nearly as horrible as the other. <laughs> hmm. Rainy's on her second husband. 
My grandma always okay. said, Mary, first for money and second for, um, or actually, no. Mary for, Mary for love the first time and money the second. Okay. <laughs> I swear to God she said that to me. <laughs> okay. Here's some terrible things. Here is some terrible things about my family that will prove to you how country they are. I have okay. cousin. I have a pair of cousins who are cousins and brother and sister. Oh. Ew. Because one man knocked up both of my aunts. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It's way hillbilly. It's way hillbilly. I've got an uncle who's married the same woman six times. Hasn't he learned yet? Um, there is a method to his madness. Oh? Let me share it with you. <laughs> okay. He doesn't believe in cheating. So whenever he oh, sees somebody no. he likes, to, he wants to have sex with, he divorces his wife so he can fuck this other person. And that lasts about a year, and then he goes back Why to his wife, and they get remarried. Because she's a fucking moron, and he has a great deal of money. Uh, okay. He has a lot of money. I'm hoping that when he dies, I'll get something out of the. Um, I'm just. I'm just saying. I. I hope I'm in the will. Money, money. And also, uh, every time she, he's divorced her, he's put money on her. Like her last divorce, she got a hundred k plus spousal support. <laughs> just so he could spend six months fucking his secretary. God, that's expensive. If, why doesn't he go find a cheaper piece of ass? <clears throat> he does love her. That's the worst part. And I said, and I asked her, I said, why don't you just let him go out and get some strange? And this is the best part. She said, I told that motherfucker years ago that he could go fuck whoever he wanted. But he won't cheat. So this is what I deal with in my family. I I cursed the creation of Viagra because I was hoping, I was really hoping that once his dick stopped working, this this whole thing would end. <laughs> Except Viagra came out. <laughs> oh God, that's just fabulous. <clears throat> Okay, then. Jesus. It's insane. Okay, it's for insane. whatever fucked up reason, my system is not booting. Piece of shit. <laughs> yes, so, yeah, my family's really country, and they're all liars, and um, they tell the best stories, and... You know, honestly, um, if you're not from the South and you come to the South and you have an opportunity to sit down with an old person, just 
It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter who they are. It really doesn't. Uh-huh. Just sit down beside somebody old in the South and say, hey, <clears throat> tell me your best story. And you will be entertained for the afternoon. Because I have yet to meet a person of an age who doesn't have a fucking hilarious story to tell. And they love to tell it. They love to tell mm-hmm. it. It's amazing. Amazing. Given what I do for a living, I've heard a lot of stories. I've heard a lot of horrible ones, too, but, you know. Mm, I bet so. When, yeah. You get you get people who, you know, they haven't talked to somebody, you know, another person in ages, and, you know, they're, hey, I've got a live body on here, and they're, they sound nice, and I'm going to talk. And, and they can't like, hang up. And you're a hostage. Not so much, no. Mm-hmm, pretty much. So. Good times. I have an uncle. And whenever he starts more, a story with... You have with, more than one uncle. Oh, this uncle is, this uncle is spectacular. I, he, um, he smoked pot most of his life. Uh... No, no lie. And um, whenever he starts a story with, and you won't believe what that son of a bitch did, you know it's going to be amazing. And he could say that, and, like, the whole room will stop and turn to see, because it's going to be amazing, whatever comes out of his mouth. It'll be great. Uh Uh-huh. Not as great as Mommy I Swing, but pretty close. (laughs) That is just the best one. Oh God, that's Mommy, swing. Uh huh. Anyways, speaking Mommy of which, swing will forever um, be great. He heard that. I didn't know he was listening to my radio show, but he heard <laughs> that, and um, I got a pretty vivid, vivid voicemail about it. It was pretty funny. Oh God, and. Oh, I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> was he, he was he he was less than thrilled. He was like, I can't believe you still tell that story, and you tell the whole internet. I said, not the whole internet. I don't have that big of a following. Uh huh. You have a big enough of a following. Thanks, awfully. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't I don't have that. Thankfully, I don't have a story like that. You mm. know, but wow. Let's see. Um. So we're gonna gear up for Evil Author Day on the fifteenth. We're cleaning off mm-hmm. um, Rough Trade on March first. And our first challenge begins in April, April 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, for the record, my radio shows average around 500 listeners. So no, not the whole Internet. <laughs> <clears throat> Sufficient, though. Although, oddly enough, my... <laughs> I'm not probably not oddly enough, but my most popular radio show to date 
Okay, that's kind of surprising, actually. Uh, it was the author commentary on um, building fictional people is is one of my most popular radio shows, um, followed closely by the the one I did on Ties That Bind. Mhm. Oh, I had one of my coworkers <clears throat> go. So you know, she she knows what I <laughs> she knows what I the write. Porn when Vesterius goes, which porn one? <laughs> Yes, there's lots of porn. Um, one of my coworkers looked. Oh uh, yeah, me I, have a, I have one called Dick Privilege. So, uh huh, yeah. But my coworker asked me in all seriousness, "Have you read Fifty Shades?" And I went, "No." And she's like, "But why? You, you, I mean, you write erotica?" And I was like, "Yeah, and I have better taste than that." And you know, she's like, "Well." I've read it. I thought it was great. I'm going to go watch the movies. It's like, oh, God. It's like, I can find you better stories than that. And she's like, well, I didn't I didn't read it for that. I read it for the storyline. I'm going, really? You read it for what? What storyline? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I haven't heard anything good about that. So, I would ask her, so you... Um enjoy reading a story about a woman being stalked and abused? Um, I just, yeah, apparently. I don't know. Mm. I really don't. So. Not my thing. Not my thing. <laughs> yes, there is no storyline. I had someone tell me recently that the Fifty Shades of Grey books is an excellent um, um, character uh, study of Christian Grey. Okay. I'm just saying what I was told. Um, Here's the thing. I can't make myself read Fifty Shades of Grey. I read the first chapter in a sample. <clears throat> yeah. On my Amazon Kindle, and then immediately deleted it. I'm not going to read Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm not going to see the movie. The preview made me want to stab myself in my own face. Now... Whenever somebody somebody finds out that I write what I write, immediately for the last three or four years, the question has been, have you read Fifty Shades of Grey? And every time somebody asks me that, I want to punch them straight in their face. Yeah. It's, um... I've had people when they find (laughs) out that I write Azor says if I ever say I'm watching Twilight it's code for help murder clown in the house (laughs) okay that's totally my my 
safe word too. If I ever say I'm watching Twilight, send help. I'm in deep uh-huh. shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. <clears throat> go ahead. Oh, I no. I was just what thinking. Were you going to say? My my parents. My actually, my mom. My sister, my niece, they all read Twilight. They all love Twilight. They all watch the movies, and they're trying to get me into this, and they're not quite figuring out why my reaction to it is akin to grabbing the, the you know, um, uh, the holy hand grenade of Antioch and lobbing it at them. You know, it's just, ugh, no. Like, but it's really good. Like, vampires aren't supposed to sparkle. What do you bet the movie Fifty Shades actually fixes some of the fuck-ups that she did with the uh, the, the procedures, if you will? Because I don't think they could get away with I, that. Considering cavalier. that the actor who's playing Christian went to a real BDSM dungeon and laughed about it and made jokes about it and thought it was funny. No, I don't think they're going to fix the problems with the book. Fuck. Okay. I really don't. It is... I want to tell you something. If this movie is successful... Uh-huh. If the movie's successful, it'll break my heart. I'm just gonna put out that it will break mm-hmm. my heart. Yep. <sighs> yeah. Ooh. Really? Target just lost my business for a while. Kroger is selling Fifty Shades of Grey nail polish because OPI put out a collection. Uh. Yeah. Oh, that's just fabulous. Daniel Radcliffe was offered the role of Christian Grey? I had no idea. God. Oh, that's terrible. I'm so glad he said no. Me too. What's funny, what's fucking hilarious is the guy who's playing Christian Grey also plays a character on The Fall who's a fucking sociopath, rapist, serial killer. Gee. If you have Netflix, there's a show called The Fall. And it's got uh-huh. Gillian Anderson in it, and it is fucking amazing. And Jamie Dormer, Dornan, whatever his last name is, he plays a serial killer who's a rapist and a um, sociopath. So, yeah, Lovely. that's actually, I'm beginning to, you're right, Original Tempest, I do believe he's been typecast. But I do highly recommend The Fall. It is amazing. The character that Gillian Anderson plays is is tough. 
She's strong. She's extremely flawed. She makes bad decisions. And it's just, it's great to see a woman in a role that traditionally a man would play. Because men are allowed to be arrogant and have flaws and make mistakes and still be the star of a show and, and still carry the whole story. But it's really rare to see a woman in, in, this, in, in this situation. She uses men for sex. She has no fucks to give. And I love her. I, it is amazing. I highly recommend that you watch it. It's called The Fall. It's, it's a Netflix original. Um, it's set um, in Ireland. And um, fucking, it's it's fucking awesome. I I cannot recommend it enough. Go watch The Fall on Netflix. It is amazing. There's two seasons, so there's like 12 episodes and um whew, awesome. Hmm. Oh, yeah, X-Files. They they're talking about putting that back. Yes. You know, there's there's a lot of TV shows that frankly should not get rebooted. You know, I don't. I think really if they're going to, to reboot X Files, they should do it. But by reboot, uh-huh. I mean they can't go back to the original characters. If you want to show us more X Files, oh, yeah. make a new show. Okay. Don't go back. Kira is it ongoing? You mean the fall? They just did season two, so um, it just the, thing, the awesome thing about Netflix is is when they do a series, they put the whole season up at once, so you get the whole season. So they just put season two of the fall up like a month ago. Amazing! Totally recommend it. Awesome. Um. So there have been two seasons so far. I expect we'll get a third because the way this, the second season ended, it was um, pretty shocking. I also watch Crossing Lines on Netflix. It's a good show, but it broke my heart. <laughs> it was terrible. The ending was terrible. <sighs> <coughs> Anyways, yeah. Either. And the really bad thing is, is I'm I'm sitting here and I don't even own cable anymore, and I don't watch TV. And she tells me about all these shows, and it's like, huh? Okay, sure. But Netflix isn't TV. TV. I haven't missed TV in a year, and I yeah. I don't watch a lot of TV myself because I, I get irritated and I hate waiting. So a lot of times I will DVR a whole season of a show before I watch it. Which is why I really enjoy Netflix because I can get on Netflix and watch an entire season. Yeah, Temp needs to cook for all of us, Jenna. <laughs> So, I was saying today, earlier, that I um, went to, uh, I opened up my um, 
Stargate, because I do that when I don't know... What's Stargate to is kind of my... Read? It's kind of like my... I don't know, when I don't feel well, or I had a bad day, or, you know, just nothing quite went the way I wanted it to, or whatever, you know, um, Stargate's my go-to. And um, right. so I opened up the first season of Sentinels of Atlantis, and I read about half of it today. <laughs> oh, that's boy. a long fucker. I forgot how long that was. That's a long fucker. I, 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 I inflicted myself on you, bitches. I totally inflicted myself on you. I read all the way the end of it. I hit the end of it, and it's like, son of a bitch. Well, I think the first season ends very well. I was really pleased with my arc on Sentinels of Atlantis. I felt like I did a um, a huge... Because, you know, I'm telling you a story in individual episodes. You're getting compact stories. But when you look at it as a whole, I've also told you a big story. It's like things that happened in the first episode resonate through the entire thing to the end. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, wow, look what I did. Because, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. you plan something and you plan to do it that way and it doesn't work out. But with Sentinels of Atlantis, I I planned it and I plotted it and I wrote it and it it came. It, 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 It came together super well. And so I told you these little stories and in the midst of these little stories you were getting, you were getting a big story, too. And that doesn't always happen. It doesn't always work out that way, you know, the, the way you want it to. And someone earlier mentioned Babylon 5, and I think Babylon 5 is an excellent example of that in TV storytelling, in that he mm-hmm. told you individual stories in the episodes, but if you put it together with the movies and everything combined – Michael told you an epic. You don't realize Babylon Five. Space time. I remember that. When you're in it, yeah, yeah. You you don't you don't recognize what you're 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 watching. How epic it actually is. I didn't, at least, until we got to the other side of it, and then it was like, you know, you're thinking about it, and you're realizing. You know, even if it's just lightly brushed on, every single episode drove the, the the grand story on, okay? Even if they were little individual stories that were getting center stage, the, the they never forgot everything else that was happening, and that was cool. <sighs> yeah. It, it was very good. Very good. But no, Babylon 5 does tell this this huge story. And Mm -hmm. I recommend it to anybody who has problems with um, um, connecting their chapters and and, and building a story. Um, Watch Babylon 5 in its entirety. Just watch it. Because it tells you a story. And you can watch the story kind of fold out like a a bloom. It it, It blooms. 
and it's it's beautiful. It's amazing. Mhm. I think one of the things that you if you're gonna if you think you're gonna end up with an arc like that, um, figure out where your arc is gonna go, because. The guy who did Babylon 5 laid it out at the beginning. He knew with that last episode of the last season, the last scene, he knew where he was going with that. And it was it was a glorious, horrible, <laughs> horrific ride that was a hell of a lot of fun. I bitch a lot about Farscape being canceled. Mm. Because it was yeah. original and entertaining and and engaging and I really invested myself in the characters. But what I will say is that they didn't leave us hanging. Because we got the Peacekeeper Wars and it was awesome. It was awesome. They left us in a beautiful place with John and the baby and Aaron. And if I could say anything critical about the Peacekeeper Wars, it's that I hated that Dargo died. Um, But he went out Mm -hmm. like a boss, so you can't say it was a terrible terrible bad death and he went out like a fucking boss and so I appreciate that but it was a little heartbreaking and a little bittersweet to see John and Aaron and the baby and to come through it to come out on the other side of it and to and to achieve the peace that that everyone wanted but no one knew how to get and for Dargo to have died on top of Mm -hmm. it well, so, but it's, uh, you know, but we got a full story, and they, and, and they, they didn't leave mm-hmm. us hanging, and, and we weren't left wondering no. what fucking happened. So, but then, you know, we eventually got to the end of, uh, it fell out of my head. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm pissed about it. Serenity. Serenity. Um hmm yeah, Firefly. Fire, uh, we eventually yeah, got a movie, Firefly. so we 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 knew what happened in Firefly, but I don't. Mm-hmm. But Serenity wasn't nearly as satisfying to me from a storytelling point of view as Peacekeepers. We didn't get. It wasn't fulfilled. I mean, there was something missing. Um, we. It was rushed. They they, Peacekeeper Wars was what four hours. Yeah. Serenity was two, if yeah. that. And they had to pack a lot in there. All right. And even then, we never got the confrontation between River and Simon and their douchebag parents. Um, we never got, you know, the, the, the actual proof that Inara and um, Mal actually, you know, made up and, and you know, did anything interesting? You know, there, there. I think Joss said something about um, 
there being a potential baby wash, but there's no proof of that. You know, I do agree the, that we did, that things, we didn't get any closure. And fuck yeah. you, nobody should be a leaf on the wind. Okay? Yeah. Nobody. God, that that line. Joss is a bastard. I'm a total leaf total on bastard. The wind. wind. No, there was no closure. Yeah. But we did get closure with Peacekeeper Wars. It was it mm-hmm. was bittersweet, and um, it, but. Also, it stayed true because Farscape itself was was bittersweet and hard, and so yeah. The decisions that were made, the um, Scorpius and Aaron and the the. Emperor and everybody backed John into that corner. And they did not quite expect what they got when they when he came out. Oops. Swinging. He came out swinging. <laughs> yeah. It's like backing Rodney into a corner. Not exactly the smartest thing on the planet. And not only did they back him into a corner, they murdered his best friend and threatened mm-hmm. the life of his infant son. But again, these were two societies that didn't place a whole lot of emphasis on being a parent. Mm-hmm. So... I don't think they realized exactly how fucked they were until it was until it came out. Way swinging. too late. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. So, and that's the beauty of of John Crichton's arc. Um, from the version of himself that dies of radiation poisoning, all the way to the version of himself that ends up with Aaron and the baby, and it's. It's a great story. It is, is a fantastic story. And so when you're telling a story, when you're, when you're weaving a big giant lie, yes. you want your reader to invest and to believe. And, again, with Firefly, the reason why people were so upset that it was canceled is because they were invested. And I cried when Farscape. I mean, I was, We knew going into that last episode that this was this was it. This is this is all we were going to get because it'd been canceled. But what we didn't know was that the creators and writers of Farscape didn't know they had been canceled until after they put the season finale in the can. So they were stuck with what they had. So we were stuck. And when it ended the way it ended, I burst into tears. I was inconsolable. My husband was just patting me. It'll be okay. It won't be okay. Oh my god. I was I was I was like it was I mourned them like they were real people. I mean, it was really super super upsetting. Oh. So when we got the movie, it was just like this relief, you know. Mm-hmm. It was relieving to get the movie because I was screaming right along with Dargo. 
as the season finale, I was screaming along with him. Anyways, so yeah. Sometimes we get a show that's really super rewarding and we get a whole story. Babylon 5, Farscape eventually when we, when we got our miniseries that tied mm-hmm. us all up. Um, and then sometimes we are dry fucked. And most often oh, yeah. by Fox. Fox. It's most often by Fox. You can't trust science fiction in the hands of Fox. I wish they would learn that. Firefly, Almost Human, John Doe, um, New Amsterdam. I, you just can't trust them, Terra Nova. You cannot trust them with science fiction. And worse, you can't trust Fifi with science fiction either. And they used to be the fucking science fiction channel. But now they're Fifi. Uh-huh. The Poodle Channel. Actually, it's Siffy, right? But I, no, it's, it's Fifi. It's Fifi. They're the Poodle Fifi. Cable Channels, okay? Oh, God, I can just see this magenta covered poodle, or colored poodle, with the, the haircut. I oh, love thanks, John Doe. Thanks, I thought it was a fascinating idea. They screwed us. They fucked us over. Almost human. They fucked us over. Fuck all that. I'm not watching, uh-huh. and I haven't actually, this is why I'm not watching Gotham. It's why I didn't watch Sleepy Hollow. It's why I'm not watching um, The Following. I am not going to invest myself in another show on Fox because they can't be trusted. Oh, Alien Nation. I that one was that one was so bizarre. I remember um watching parts of that and I made the connection um Alien Nation. Do you realize that that the the visitors or whatever used to be human? No. Yeah, that's what uh, Really? For, for for some fucked up reason that was what what there was a connection Somewhere, I think it was in the TV show that that showed it. Um, it was so bizarre, and they, they, their their genetics have been completely and utterly fucked with. Um, and I know that's the other thing. That's what the, the peacekeepers were. You know what what Aaron's so, yeah. uh, people were. They were human at one point. Yeah. Alienation. That that was one movie that definitely made an interesting TV show. Oh. TV shows, um, uh, due south or yeah, due south, due north, whatever the hell it was. Um, due south. Yes, our our friendly neighborhood mounties. Who? Here's something about that phrase. I really have to wonder if that wasn't a sentinel, just done slightly different. Well, they they actually I've seen crossovers where they make him a sentinel. Here is um, something about that phrase: due south. Um, mm-hmm. You hear due south, up north, back east, out west. Uh huh. You never hear out east or up east. Up south. No, yeah. it's always By the way. due south, up north, back east, out west. <laughs> yes. Apparently, Google has a new doodle up. Happy Happy 148th birthday, Laura Ingalls Wilder. 
Oh, how funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, due south and the Sentinel were actually on concurrently. The Sentinel was 97 I've never actually watched South. But I have I watched, watched some. I mean, I have read some of the fic, but I don't mm-hmm. actually never watched the show. That's just like when I did the Awakening. I'd never watched a single episode of the Sentinel. Which I'm yep. sure, if those people who got really bent with me um, knew that, would hold it against me. Well, apparently you pick you you got a a spot on you know, <clears throat> Blair in there without having to watch a single episode. It's just fantastic. I loved Northern Exposure. I watched it all the time. Yeah, I by the way, I was watching or not watching. I was rereading um your your various uh um Evil Author Days and you know the the I saw the one for um the the sequel to The Awakening, and yeah, that was just, you know, you sit there and you get to the bottom of it, and it's like, it's done. There's no more. I I had an idea for that, and then um, mm-hmm. my plot, I went back to look at it, and it looked stupid. Okay. That's what happens sometimes when you plot something, say, I don't know, eight years ago, and you come back to it and you look at it, oh, God, that's so stupid. What the fuck was I thinking? Well. So yeah, there's that. Is... Yeah. <laughs> North... Northern Exposure is... I don't think I've ever watched that, although... Isn't it the one where David Duchovny does drag? No. Northern Exposure sure? had um, the guy that was in Numbers. He played a doctor, and um, John Corbin played a radio show, a, a radio disc jockey. Are we talking Don um, from, from Numbers? John, John Corbett um, was the radio okay. guy. And um, brother, the big brother in numbers don yeah he played a doctor who um he played a doctor who went through medical school and he had to uh pay for medical school and they and they did it through like uh he has to do to be a doctor in this town to pay for medical school that was how he paid for it it was like some kind of state program where Alaska paid him to go to medical school, and then he has to return. He has to work for the state in this little town for a number of years to pay off his debt to get through medical school. Okay. So he ends up in this small Alaskan town in the middle of nowhere, um, full of crazy ass people, and it's great. It's great. It got weird, um, too weird maybe, um, but it was great. I really enjoyed it. Hmm. Okay. Live and learn. Apparently I was... Why was I thinking... 
Twin Peaks. Oh, I think I know why I was crossing my wires on that one. Oh, well, never mind. Let's see. Oh, we're almost out of time, by the way. Oh, are we? Yeah. Oh, we're down to a minute and 50 seconds. Um, Yes. I don't even know. Uh, Me either. I think that... um, I got nothing. <laughs> you guys have a great weekend. I'll be spending tomorrow with my mother. I can't guarantee I can't guarantee um that she'll say anything entertaining, but if she does, I will put it on Twitter. I have my phone charged. I'm ready for it. Yep. And hey, what I was going to say is if when you when you get ready to to lie like a rug, remember consistency, a straight face, don't blink. And don't blush. I Agreed. And don't and look the person in the eye. Yeah. Don't look over their shoulder. Don't look up to the left or the right. When you're telling a big old fat lie, you look them right in the face and you own it. Because that's the mm-hmm. way you get away and with be- it. And believe it for for all that thirty seconds it takes you to choke it out. Believe it for all your worth. Say good night, Lady Holder. Yes. Good night. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Shut up and sit down. Oh, wait. I forgot to say something. Remember, <laughs> no ass to mouth. <laughs> no ass to mouth in Shut me. up and sit down. <laughs> It's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.